To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke. Or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that, we'll have to go off the record. Off the Record is a new music biography podcast. Every season profiles one legendary artist. To start, we'll explore the faces of David Bowie. Each episode tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, they form an intimate portrait of the complex cultural giant. Listen and follow Off the Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of the Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. We chat about it with celebrity guests, including Lance Bass, Doug Benson, and Lacey Mosley. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take his rap shit Yo, 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 yo. My mic sounds nice. The levels sound right. <laughs> Episode 150, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we we rocking in the free world. How you doing, Josh? I'm good, bro. This is 150 episodes, yeah. That's a lot of fucking... We haven't, outside of commit crimes and lie, we haven't done 150 things consistently, no. <laughs> you know... I, I don't know since I don't know when. Me neither, dog. Uh, that's a hundred and fifty thing. A hundred and fifty things. A collection of things is is a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a yo. commitment. Yeah, like I'm I'm really like proud of us and elated that we did this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's 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 been interesting. Um, but uh, it's it, it feels good that we you know uh troop through this whole lockdown thing and pandemic because usually we recording this you and i in a room and we're hanging out and we're talking now we have to do it remotely um but it i haven't seen really if anything it seems like our conversations on the show are uh sharper and more concise yeah i think so yeah Yeah. It, it feels like the show flows quicker for me since yeah, I we've think been doing it. I think part of that comes down to like when we when we're together in the same spot. I think it, uh, you know, we also would spend like two hours watching like Parking Wars <laughs> or <laughs> right. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey right. <laughs> before we before we record. Hey, yo, let's watch a movie before yeah. we do this shit. Or like so, you come in and I just started something. Yeah, and so then we just sit there and watch that for hours before we actually record. So then like I think the concept of time I think like this that's one thing is like now like well as we're recording, both of us are like staring at a clock the whole time because we're staring mm. at the screen going. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because even when we used to record like your computer was to the side of us, 
So we would right. be like looking at each other, not like yeah. looking directly at the screen of your computer. Yeah, we would just legitimately be like just having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like, even though we're having a conversation, looking at each other, we're looking at a computer. And I, in my left eye, it's right there how much time is going past as we're looking. So I think we're more conscious of time. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. Um I notice uh, when, like, I got to talk to somebody, I'll be like, oh, you want to do Zoom? And motherfuckers are like, nah, just call me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've gotten so used to just doing, like, Zoom or Skype. You know what I mean? It's like it's like part of my thing that I ask people now yeah. on how they how they might want to, you know, hook up and chat. You know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, uh it it is completely changed like perspective on a lot like how uh how we do any kind of like even just like when we're talking about like setting up interviews for future guests for the podcast it's like all right well let's schedule it this way because we have to do and like you just have to be conscious of shit that you didn't necessarily used to be conscious of like Mm. Yo, if we're gonna do a Zoom interview, I guess I gotta be fucking clothed, I guess, because you know <laughs> you what put I mean. A shirt on. Yeah, I can't yeah. just do this over the phone where, like, you know, I could be laid in my bed, asshole naked, like, you know what I mean. It's interesting when we do um, uh, all songs considered for NPR. Uh, the host Robin, he doesn't do any like video yeah, on yeah. the Zoom call, um, so you know, so none of us do. Uh, video for the zoom call i legit will be like on a call with npr and be like laying in my bed <laughs> talking about like talking about a record or like eating food or some shit yeah. and talking about a record but yeah any other time it's like you gotta be you know kind of like put together yeah i feel bad too because i don't have like you know i don't have a green screen to throw behind me to like set up like a you know a really cool background right dog i be seeing motherfuckers i was on uh, call out culture podcast. Uh-huh. Shout out to them, and yeah, them cats had like it'd be like Ray and Ghost or somebody like behind them. They had like backgrounds and shit. I'm like, I see y'all. You know what I mean? My yeah. shit. You you finna get the wall behind you, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you know dog. Like my 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 computer is set up so it's like essentially you get like the wood paneling of the basement and like. Yeah my American Indian movement flag that's hanging behind me and that's it. Yeah, sometimes I like to go out on the deck and like just be outside. Do it from outside. And yeah. do it, you know what I mean? But yeah, generally it's this bland ass wall that's behind me with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Dog, you know what I had the other day? Well, so my daughter, you know, my, my oldest daughter's working. Um, mm-hmm. She has her first job and shit. Um, and she stays ordering food. Like, Ooh. I'll just be sitting down in the living room, and like, she'll come out of her room for one of the three times she ever comes out of her room if she's here, and like, she'll go to the front door, and I'm yeah. like, "What? What's up?" And she's like, "Oh no, I'm getting my food." <laughs> and like, it's always like shitty ass like fast food. She's, it's not even like she's ordering like like through Grubhub, like some from like some nice restaurant yeah. or some shit. Like caviar, you get like some good shit. Yeah, no, nah, she's ordering from like fast food spots all the time. Mm-hmm. And so she like she ordered a ten piece McNugget meal from <laughs> Burger from uh, McDonald's the other day, and uh, I'm like, 
you know what? I ain't had a fucking chicken nugget and I don't know how long. Right. Like, right. I would literally, I, I can't even think how long it's been since I had a fucking chicken nugget. It's it's like you become an adult and they phase out of your yeah your food vocabulary. Yeah, yeah I really, I, I don't eat that shit no more. Right. I, I try not to eat fast food like that if I can avoid it anyway. Um, even when like Burger King had, came out with they like the apostle they had the Impossible Whopper or whatever, so I would eat those mm-hmm. every once in a while because I'm like, oh, like you know what I mean? Like I'll eat the plant based one, but like even that kind of just was like, ah, it's still just like fast food shit. I don't want it. Right. Um, so she uh, she had the McNuggets, and I'm like, you know what? No, let me try one of the McNuggets. I ain't had a fucking McNugget in forever. Mm-hmm. So I bit into that shit. Let me tell y'all something. I know a lot of people be like, yo, I can't eat like plant-based like chicken fingers or some shit like that because that shit tastes weird, blah, blah, blah. blah. It don't have like the, f- the firmness of chicken. Right. If y'all out here eating chicken nuggets... You can eat the plant-based chicken chicken fingers, dog. Y'all can eat a chicken finger made out of fucking soybean. Yeah, it's the same consistency. Them shits is, like, so gummy mm-hmm. and, like, mushy in the middle. Like, I will say, like, if you order some chicken fingers from somewhere, like an actual, like, breast piece of chicken they cut up in bread and all that kind of shit, mm-hmm. that actually tastes like something. Like, you right, know what I mean? Right. If you out here putting fucking chicken nuggets in your body... Mm-hmm. You might as well go eat the the shit so it don't got the uh whatever <laughs> they you know the cancer in it. Yeah, whatever they mush together to make Jeez. that chicken nugget, dog. Like dog, y'all niggas eating fish fillets. Come on, man. <laughs> y'all niggas y'all eat pork and fish fillets. I don't yeah. want to hear nothing you got to say about nothing that's vegan. And I don't even love a lot of vegan shit. I eat a lot of vegan shit. You know what I mean in my life, but I you know. I I do eat chicken and fish. Yeah, but yeah. I eat yeah. real chicken and you know what I mean. Like I don't eat no, like McDonald's shit. Like nah. when I was when I was pescatarian for a while, um, I couldn't do the uh, like fast food fish. Like the oh, idea nah. of fast food fish in my head was just like it just don't work. Like it mm-hmm. didn't. The math didn't add up, <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know because I like first of all I don't like like I like my fish like fresh like you know mm-hmm. what I mean I don't want to like I'm I don't I'm not into like buying um like the bag of salmon like that they have right. like I don't like buying that I want to if I'm gonna buy salmon I'll just buy like the fresh cut salmon I'll then mm-hmm. get that take it back to the crib cook it within like a day or so right. So, like, the idea of something that was just, like, a freeze-fry, like, a flash-frozen piece of fish that you're then just going to drop in a fryer, mm-hmm. and I'm going to eat, dog, that that shit, oh, uh, nah, I'm good, yo. Are fish fillets supposed to be cod? I, like, what actual fish are they? I mean, like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the same fish that, the same the same piece of the fish, the same piece of the chicken that they use to make chicken nuggets, they use it from the fish <laughs> to make fucking fish fillets. That shit, it's like the uh, Simpsons joint with the three eyes. Yeah. Like yeah. that shit. Man. Then they put, like, cheese and shit on it. Like, yo, cheese and fish don't even go together. <laughs> like... Dog. Yeah, yo, and like sometimes I have an adventurous palate. Yeah. Y'all niggas taking a slice of American cheese. That's like <laughs> big, dumb kid shit. 
Like yeah. you take a slice of American cheese and put it on a fried piece of fish fillet. You eat that shit? Nah. Oh God. I mean, not I know. Happening. Listen, we're not gonna ever get that that McDonald's endorsement we was reaching for, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. McDonald's listen. They're listening <laughs> to this right now. Like, man, fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but like. First of all, the fit, the cheese that they use on shit anyway looks like, you know, like you buy like the individual slices of American cheese and a wrap. Mm-hmm. It looks like they just left a wrapper on and just fucking threw that cheese on yep. there in the first place. It so, looks like they never took off the plastic. Yeah. So, like, I don't then you put, like, yo, watch an episode of Chopped or like American, like Kitchen Nightmares or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. those shows will tell you you don't mix fish and cheese like that's not a, a combination like palette wise that's good like a good combination right like i think it was literally like yo we just bought like all these like individual slices of cheese in the 80s <laughs> we just gonna start throwing this cheese on everything this <laughs> when mcdonald's hit the uh one billion sold yeah it was like nigga we gonna invest all that shit in cheese slices yeah and yeah. then by like 1993, they were like, "What are we doing with all this? <laughs> we got a lot of cheese. <laughs> Put them on fish fillet. Yeah, so start that and some like, like really old tartar sauce. Like you know what I mean? Right. We just gonna throw that on there too. Dude, I don't know, man. Like, I know I've heard some people say like, fast food is something I never worked. Like I never worked fast food. Mm-hmm. Um, out of like the the 150 jobs I did have in my life, it was not one of the jobs I had. Yeah, I've heard like their standards are pretty high at McDonald's. Really? As far as like keep like keeping shit the way it's supposed to be. Huh. Like I've heard there's a better chance of like the restaurant that the five star restaurant that you enjoy going to, like their standards in their kitchen could be worse than the standards in a McDonald's kitchen. Wow, that's interesting. Which I don't know, man. Like. One of them's not using fucking like like sixteen year olds either though. So like you know what I mean? And I know how my sixteen year old and my nineteen year old act. So Yo. I'm constantly like walking in the kitchen behind them and shit's still sitting out on the counter and they're like, Oh, I forgot to put it away. I'll say this when I was the summer that I graduated high school, I was eighteen, mm-hmm. I worked at Pizza Hut. Yeah. I was not a disciplined kid. I was not a kid who was good at paying attention, right? But I will say this. Some, there was something about, yo, people got to eat this that made me really, like, tune in to that job. You know what I mean? I was, um, I would occasionally, like, wash dishes and stuff, uh, but mainly I would, like, prep pizzas and I would make the pizza dough. Uh-huh. And there was something about like like yo people got to put this in their body that made me like it made me really it sounds like funny to say but it really made me like step up into that job and really make sure shit was clean, make sure shit was like well taken care of so much to the point our general manager who was like if I was 18, she was probably like in her 30s. Yeah, she she was like a uh older woman, you know, to me older woman, um, and she was so gross, dog, and it offended me on like a moral level. She um, 
people would get like the meat lovers or like veggie lovers pizzas yeah. and she would sit there with her bare hands and like pick stuff off of people's pizzas every night like every like uh th- our busy nights were like thursday friday saturday you know yeah. what i mean a sunday if, if like the eagles were playing or some shit dog she would um she would take like uh people's um buffalo wings like people would get six in a box people would bring back so many boxes of buffalo wings about yo y'all gave me five and she'd be like (laughs) she'd be like oh my bad you know somebody must have messed up that happened all the fucking time because she would take people's wings and eat one of them and then send them back out on the line which is dumb just replace the fucking wing yeah make yourself a thing of wings yeah she had a thing about picking off people's foods and for me being like you know 18 messy room don't pay attention john that shit offended me dog like and i would say stuff to her like yo that's that's not right that's not cool but yeah. what am i really gonna do you know to the gm so maybe to your point maybe mcdonald's kids are doing it i you know i don't fucking know maybe they're maintaining standards who the hell knows I was when I was uh when I transferred schools and I went to that vocational school after we like the whole crew broke up. Mm-hmm. Um I worked in they called it restaurant they called it like ho- like hotel and restaurant management. Right. What I was was a waiter for like the school the teachers. Mm. Um like they they had like a restaurant area that they served the teachers in cuz they had like a there was a restaurant management then there was like the actual like cooking area then there was a bakery and mm-hmm. um you did like you were supposed to do all three um I caught my way out of that but uh <laughs> where you did um the the restaurant that's where I started like, like your class was broken up and I started in uh restaurant management and like you get, like I said, you were like the a waiter or waitress for um fucking um the teachers. This one teacher really didn't like me; had a fucking big problem with me for whatever reason. I never really like figured out exactly why. Mm. Um, but she ain't like me, and she accused me of spitting in her soup. Like she had ordered soup, what? and I was a shitty like I wasn't a good waiter, so like I just usually like would just scoop the soup for everybody and shit. Because um, I didn't want to be taking nobody's order and carrying plates and shit. So mm-hmm. I just was sitting there getting the soup. And so when they told me, like, oh, so-and-so wants this cup of soup. So I was like, all right. So I scooped the soup in there and, like, took it over to her. She was like, you spitting this? And I was like, nah, what do you mean? <gasps> Yo, what? And she was like, you spitting it? I saw you. And I was like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I ain't spitting your soup. Because well, my whole thing is I wouldn't do shit to somebody's food that I wouldn't want done to mine. Right, I as somebody who knew you in that time, like, come on, that no, sound like I like wouldn't in your spit in nobody's soup. Now throw the soup on her, that would be something <laughs> I would have did. <laughs> yeah, but like I wouldn't spit in your soup because, like, for me, I couldn't get that idea. Like, I have a one of those brains where it's like I can't unsee shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, as soon as I see it. That would have stayed for me to do it. The only thing I ever would have thought about afterwards was every time someone gave me food was like, yo, did they spit in this? Because I spit in that lady food. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have like that kind of conscious and that brain that works that way. So like there was no way I would have did that to her because I'm like, yo, then all I would have thought about is somebody spitting my shit. Right. 
Like I was like, no, I ain't. You're like I, I, freak, I freaked out because I'm like, yo, I didn't spit you because that shit is disgusting, man. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like I don't fuck with, like fucking with people. Food would be not something I'd ever want to do. Right. No matter how like I did, how much I didn't like them. Yeah. Jeez. You know what I mean? Like I know people who like you know because most of our crew like we ain't no pork. Um, nah. And like I know people who's like girlfriends fed them pork. <gasps> Are you serious? When they didn't eat it and shit. Yeah, yeah. I know people who did that. That shit happens to them. Like yo, Man. they would feed them pork and shit like that, even though they didn't eat it. That's like the shit they do to you in jail. Yeah, Guantanamo or some shit. Yeah, like that's awful. Nah, dog. Like I, I can't. Like food is something I don't fuck with people. Cause like I don't know, man. Like I just never want my food fucked with. Right. Like I'm super picky with how my food is. Anyway, I yeah. really like the idea of somebody fucking with my food, yo. Terrible. Jesus. Like that. To have the idea in my head. Like anytime I read about shit where. Like I forget what it was. This shit called like here in Philly. Every time they expose like the they list like the the nasty restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of. What you, I know what you mean. Yeah. So like you'll see that shit and like like there's a um there's a spot uptown that Checkers that's uptown mm-hmm. that used to essentially became Club McDonald's after Club McDonald's closed off of uh like the one near Broad. Like yeah, Broad it's right on Broad. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. That was like when cl- when like bars that are cl- clubs were closed, you drive up to that because like it that's where a it was open to like four in the morning, so everybody mm-hmm. fucking would go there. So um, I read that the people like the motherfuckers in there was like like there was roaches in the milkshake machine and Ooh. shit like that. Dog, I've never gone back there because right. like in my brain, I've never been able to detach the fact that that fucking joint had roaches in a machine, right? You know what I mean? So That's like awful. All that kind of, like the uh oh, I forget the name of that spot. They had like it was like they were like, Oh, they had mouse droppings near the sauces and shit. So like in my brain I was like, Well that the ruins that for me because I'll yeah. never like in my brain I'll never separate that. Yeah. There's a mouse shitting in y'all sauce. Yeah, like I can't my dog, like that shit fucking with people's food, like that shit'll Make me go like I don't eat out. I only eat at the crib. Yeah, I yeah I gotta stop eating out. Yo, I've been eating out, you know, like a motherfucker. Oh, you're helping businesses, dog. That's true. Yeah, I you know I I need to find like South Philly is is you could probably you know, write it off as charitable donations right. for this year. <laughs> like with uh, this fucking shit. Like fuck South Philly because you know a lot of like racists live here and shit. There are so much food around us. Yeah yeah like, yeah yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Last night we went. Uh, we got. We got to take a break. But um, last night we walked up the street to the corner, and like, I went to the Mexican market and got. Uh, was that last night, or it might have been the night before? Um, I went across the street and got tacos and uh, guacamole and shit. And Liz went to um, this place called Nick's. It's like an Italian. The Italian family runs it, but it's like a barbecue spot. Okay. Oh I yeah, I've seen, like, I know what you're talking about. I've seen it when we when I've been down there. Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, man, we just got mad food. Just like walk up the street and get good. And I've you know both of their like foods are good. And they directly across the street from each other. There's another Mexican spot the next block over. It's crazy. That's why I'm fat. <laughs> Live in South Philly. It get because like I walk up and down three flights of stairs 
you know, every day. Yeah. I'm still big because I'm just eating mad food from around here. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. No, definitely. I, 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 I've been doing decent with not ordering out. Mm. Um, I mean, dog, it makes such a big difference in your pay, though. Like in your money, yo. <sighs> I don't even. I don't even want to speculate. I could go to Grubhub and look. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say Grubhub wanna... probably tracks that shit. Dog, I don't even want to speculate the money I've dropped on Grubhub in like the past four months. Well, that's what I was saying to my daughter because, like, I'm like, yo, your fucking your four for four is fifteen bucks. Mm. Like it's supposed to be four dollars. <laughs> you yeah. spend fifteen dollars on it because you're getting it delivered. Yeah. Oh, that's like, like you order something, the sandwich will be like seven dollars. Grubhub will be like delivery fee is three dollars, but your total is like twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the price. I really, honestly, need to just start calling these motherfuckers. Yeah. Instead of going through Grubhub, but I'm like dumb, lazy. I'm usually on my computer. And I just, yo, you want something? It's easy, yeah. It's, you know it's convenience, I mean? dog. Convenience is a motherfucker, yeah. Yeah, but um, we got we got a lot of shit to talk about. We can uh, jump into a break and come right back. Uh, talk about Chadwick Boseman who passed yes. away yeah. this week is fucking killing me right now to even think about it. But yeah. um, yeah, we we gonna jump into a break. Come right back. Yep. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Who is David Bowie? Well, that depends on who you ask, or which record you play. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke, or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that question, we'll have to go Off the Record. My name is Jordan Runtog, and I'm the host of Off the Record, a new music biography podcast from iHeartRadio. Off the Record goes beyond the songs and into the hearts and minds of rock's greatest legends. Every season profiles one classic artist, taking listeners on a wild ride through their extraordinary career. The first season examines the life, or rather lives, of David Bowie. Each episode of the 11th part audio event tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, these faces form an intimate portrait of one of the 20th century's most influential figures. So who was David Bowie? Tune in to Off the Record to find out. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Boom, back in effect. Um, so, was it Friday night, was it? Yes, Friday night. Uh, you know, 
uh, the actor uh, Chadwick Boseman, probably most famously known for playing T'Challa in Black Panther, he passed away uh, in his home in Los Angeles from colon cancer. Yeah. Yeah, he was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer uh, four years ago. Yeah. Well, he was diagnosed with stage three. Oh, yeah. And it became yeah. stage four. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, like, in a, you know, everybody says, like, oh, 2020, this is fucking crazy. There's been a lot of, like, like, I don't even think I fully processed, like, the Kobe Bryant shit yet. There's yeah. been a lot of, like, crazy just surprises and people leaving the planet. Folks that, you know, that I've met personally, you know what I mean? Like, the Malik B thing just happened. A brother, yeah, uh, fuck, yeah. A brother named Jamerson, who used to live out here, who uh, lived in L.A., he passed away, like, uh, last week, I want to say. It's just been, like famous people and like people that I've like met and known yeah, and people yeah. who are like in our community that have just been leaving and it seems like it's just been like like a surprise it's not like elders leaving yeah you know what I mean yeah. Chat with anytime was... no go ahead go ahead no I was gonna say anytime somebody relatively young passes like unexpectedly it is always much more um unexpected because it's fucking you know you like you know like you said if it's an elder passing like, you know, sometimes you're prepared for that because they're, right. you know, they're getting older. They've had health issues and shit like that. Like, you know, no yeah. one even knew about, like, like the public didn't know about the colon cancer thing with, with Chadwick. Yeah. This cat was 43. I remember when, um, I can't think of what, they did some kind of, like, you know, uh, pandemic thing where he, like, recorded a video from yes. his home. And he looked sick. And yes. I remember seeing it and being like, yo, I hope he's not sick. You yeah, I, I mean? when I saw it, and I know like there was a ton of people like making fun of it and shit yeah. like that, I was I was like, well, I wonder if he got, got corona. Because I hadn't seen anybody with coronavirus, so I didn't know how it like, truthfully affected you body-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I knew people were like, you know, well, maybe he's doing it for a role. Yes, I did hear people say that. Which, remember how remember fifth how fifty looked? That you 50 know, shit few, was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like fifty looked wild a few years back because of his his shit and um and he was doing that for a role. So right. like I could imagine like you know oh maybe he's doing this for a role maybe he's you know playing the part of this type of person so like he needs to lose the weight. Um, yeah, like if you ever seen the pictures of like Christian Bale when he was doing that movie The Machinist, like mm-hmm. he looked crazy sick like yeah. you know what i mean um so like yes for him to pass at such a young age and yeah. you know in his only prime yeah yeah completely in his prime completely fucking prime. in his prime um and you know to only be a few years older than we are and yeah. um yeah you know this dude shot uh black panther like the physical toll that movie probably took on his body while mm-hmm. getting chemo. Like right. he put on all that mass to be as big as he is in that mm-hmm. movie to then, you know, be getting chemo at the same time. You know how hard that must have been? You lose weight yeah. when you get chemotherapy. Yeah. Dog, motherfuckers, I've heard people describe it like it makes you feel like you want to die. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. 
you know jesus yeah that's so, a strong motherfucker like i i understand like some people have come out since he's passed you know when famous or prominent people died there's like takes and everybody has a take on it and i have seen people um reject the idea of like uh oh he worked through xyz because it's like you know um there's they they don't see like the honor in that shit Uh i won't make a judgment call on that you know what i mean that's a strong motherfucker regardless yeah you know what i mean to do that shit it's motherfuckers won't show up to work because they stomach hurt yeah which you know that's valid too his his that the toll that that radiation takes on your body you know what I mean? The toll that cancer takes, even if he hadn't been doing chemo, yeah. the toll that cancer itself takes on your body to be showing up and doing what he did, all these roles that he played. This motherfucker played James Brown, Black Panther, Thurgood Marshall, you Jackie know what I'm saying? Jackie Robinson. You know what I mean? The the fact that he was just like knocking down these roles and like doing his craft, it's just I couldn't imagine what he was uh, struggling with in his mind and in his spirit when that shit, when he was doing all of that. Yeah. Uh, my daughter was the first one to tell me because I was, I was ignoring the world. I bought Madden and I was mm-hmm. just playing Madden and, you know, just ignoring the world. My phone, like I wasn't like, like, oh, I'm going to play the game and scroll Twitter at the same time. Like, none of that shit. I was yeah. completely ignoring the world. My phone was off the other side of the room. And it went off. So I was like, oh, let me check the text message. Because it was like, you know, like midnight or some shit. Like, it was kind of late. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, who's texting me at this time? Because um, I have no life. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, my my phone's a Sahara for real, for real. So yeah. I'm like, oh, like this is like, you know, not doing, I'm not like, who the fuck's texting me? So I'm like, oh, must maybe, maybe it's an emergency. So I look and it was my daughter and she's like, chat, uh, chat. She said Black Panther just died. Mm. And um, I was like, huh? Yeah. And so the first thing I did was like, let me check because she may be getting this from some, you know, who knows where she saw, you know, she might have saw this on fucking Instagram mm-hmm. and some people, somebody's, you know, you know, there's always those kind of crazy stories. Yeah. Hoax or some shit. Yeah. So I'm like, let me check. So I pulled it up. I pulled up Twitter and like, it's not like I'm going to the most reliable news source in the world. Um, but I checked the trending stuff to see where that story's coming from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not like I'm like, yo, let me just see what random dude text that Chadwick Boseman passed. Uh, and then I saw it and uh, coming from like, you know, reputable news source. And I saw like the statement from his account. Mm-hmm. So somebody had made this statement from his account. And um, like just like two, like a a minute later, my son texted me who was just in just in the other room mm-hmm. and was like yo chadwick Boseman died jesus um so i'm like having a discussion with both of them at the same time on different text lines but being like yeah i i read i just read it uh you know apparently he had colon cancer um you know he was only 43 blah blah blah, blah. and like you know they're both like broke up about it you know what yeah, i mean absolutely um <clears throat> you know I know, like, there's going to be... Shout out to uh, Ambush, because he wrote this, and uh, it's true. Like, he was like, yo, don't get fucking agitated from the racists who are going to, like, post dumb shit during this time. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, the idea that, like, oh, well, you know, people are putting, like, that was, like, you know, Black Panther was a movie and blah, blah, blah. 
like my kids love Marvel. Like right. love the Marvel movies and shit like that. Love these chains. Right. We go we go see every one of them. Mm-hmm. Like we ain't missed one. And they are you know to get the chance to see see like heroes that look like them on a screen. Right. When you know you've had all these you know 20 some movies and there's not a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that um, shit's important. Yeah, like that representation is huge. Like I saw it in my daughter, my youngest daughter, when we saw Wonder Woman. Right. Like to see a woman be the lead character in her own movie. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kicking ass and shit. Yeah. And like <clears throat> um be the driving force in her own story. Yeah. And like you know, the way they did Black Panther and having like you know, the representation and it's just, you know, it's majority a black film. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Not there's colonized. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so to lose that person um, and a driving force behind that, that's hard, man. That's a hard loss. Um, and it's why it's such impactful loss. Um, like, you know, listen, man. For years, they didn't make these movies because they were like, yo, this isn't going to make money. Right. Right. And, you know, aside from fucking Avengers, it's made, you know, you know, besides those movies, he's made the most, like, Black Panther made the most money. Yeah. Highest grossing joint. Yeah. And who knows? Because I know they were working on Black Panther too, mm-hmm. but even outside of Black Panther, who knows what this cat would have done? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's well, a, I know he was supposed to be doing the 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 first Black Samurai movie. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's 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 crazy to me to think, um, to think about just uh, leaving the earth in your forties. You know what I mean? Like I think about like Fife. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody who you know you could you just you could explore your craft even more and and um even beyond your craft and music making and film and all of that, be with your family. I can imagine losing my, of leaving my family in my forties. I feel like I, um, am really just hitting my stride now. Same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel comfortable with who I am as a person in the last few years. Yeah. Way more than I did, like for thirty of it. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. And the idea of being like how how I'm gonna feel about myself in the next like five years, and then that being over with. Right. Like I feel like I'm just kind of getting started. Yeah. Like I can really rock out with this shit. The feeling I have now, man. Give me forty, fifty more years of this shit. Like I understand people don't want to die or whatever, but like let me feel how I feel. And and shit's growing like it's been growing, and I get to live this out to like I'm an old man. I have no regrets. Forty three years old, man. That shit like it's no that's no age at all. You like no. still you still a baby in the grand scheme of things. You have um, you have uh, so much more to do, like in the world. Yeah. Um, and like having a son that is 19 years old 
makes me realize how fucking dumb you are. And that's not a, like that's not a shot at my son. Right, right. But like how much like how much of a, a, a fucking baby deer you still are at that age. Yeah. And like how much I didn't know when I was 19. Like knowing what I know now, looking back on how I was at 19, but also being able to see it through like my son are going like, oh, you don't have shit figured out when you're in your 20s, but you think you know the world. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I think my 30s, I really could like look back and be like, oh, when I was like 20, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really thought I I started like in my 30s like catching on, you know? Yeah, what I mean? absolutely. Um I think I evolved more of as a human being and yeah. uh yeah. you know, became way more I I thought of like having kids helped me do this. Um uh, but mm-hmm. like I thought way about other people way more. Right. Right, like concern. My concern, my late twenties and early thirties, is where like my concern for like the rest of the world became, and more important. Yeah, um, you know, I've talked about this before, but like, we had a friend of ours who struggled with drug addiction, mm. and um, like I look back and go, "Fucking how self centered was I that I didn't recognize his struggles?" Yeah. Or even um, not even be able to speak it for me, not even be able to like fully show up. Yeah, for your absolutely. Because you're you're still like in that you know selfish kind of frame of yes. mind. Yeah, like why wasn't I able to be? I wasn't even like concerned with him. My concern was myself. Yeah, and yeah. that's somebody who I loved and cared about, and like you know wasn't in a situation where it was like, oh, if he would have called me, I'd ignored him. It was just like, I just didn't think about it. I had a friend call me, um, like the day before, uh, or the, you know, hours before he attempted suicide. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I can't talk right now. Yep. And like, yeah. just didn't talk to that person. And yeah. that person attempted suicide. And like, how much that like, affects me in the idea of going forward where I'm like, you know, fuck I was a self-centered person like you know what I mean and like you know I didn't know he was going to commit suicide after that like I you know attempt suicide after that I didn't know that but like I could hear my friend be you know hurt and not you know not recognize it enough because I just was in my own head too much yeah I feel like I've done that too you know yeah I I think it's go ahead I'm gonna cut you off it's just like not not been there um, when I easily could have, but yeah. I just had my my own shit going on. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a thing of um, like just being uh, you as you get older, you just learn to like open your head more. I would hope you do. Like you know what I mean. You oughta. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, because if you're the same person you were ten years ago, then you have it. Like you know, yeah, life is fucked up. up. Yeah, um, and like just to be like, yo, you were so, he was only, you know, a few years older than us, and uh, had so much more to do as a person, like grow as a person and become this as a person. Yeah, um, you know, grateful for the impact that he was that he was able to make in just such a short amount of time. Yeah, it's like he not not to say he came out of nowhere, but it's like. You know, one day he wasn't the guy, yeah. 
and then like it seemed like a light hit and he mm-hmm. was like in everything and like yeah. killing it you know yeah and that's that's crazy uh it, it, it's 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 an awesome thing uh that you know we all got to share in that um and that you know he uh you know even though it wasn't able to give uh us more he gave everything he like what we can take away from this is that you know he had this diagnosis for four years and battled it for four years mm-hmm. and he gave fucking a thousand percent man yeah um, it, it puts all his shit his work in different perspective yeah and his words too because he was always real like like real earnest like i remember when he was talking about filming black panther and talking about like some kids that had reached out to him that had cancer. Yeah. And he, he was so earnest. And I remember watching that shit when it happened. I was like, man, this is a thorough dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a whole other dimension to the shit that I'm not even thinking of. He thinking of he he talked to these kids. They were telling him he loved they loved Black Panther and they passed away. You know what I mean? I don't know if they passed before it came out or if they got to see it, but they passed away. These kids that he's talking about from cancer. And he's like pouring it all out. And now I'm watching the shit like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes total sense why he, you know, connected with it on that level. Outside of him being, you know, obviously like a beautiful person from, you know, everybody's, you know, all the people have been talking about him since. You know what I mean? Talking about like his character and shit. Yeah, I um I was watching the Jimmy Fallon thing where like they had like they were having people come out of the movie and like talk to well, they were telling them they were recording a video for that it was gonna get showed to, uh shown to uh Chadwick and like he was mm-hmm. like behind the screen so he would pop out and like right. surprise these people. And uh just hearing people talk about like the impact that the movie had made for them and like his role and and uh, him coming to pop out and do that kind of stuff, and I know like a lot of that shit is like, oh well, you know, a lot of, you know they're doing this promotion, this, that, and the third, right? But like he genuinely seemed to understand to the the impact that this was that this had and was, yeah. Um, and you know, it's a shame he's uh, he was a relatively really really young man, um, and had a lot of life left to live, right. And, you know, fucking cancer. Yeah. Took that shit away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this shit, like, it just makes me sad. It's just like a bummer. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, like, yeah, see yeah. it happen. Um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, much love to, like, his family. I know his family, you know... I don't even. I don't even like to say like they probably came to grips with it. Who? How the fuck you come to grips with this motherfucker's gonna leave? You know, at such a young age. But love to his family and everybody that uh, knew him. Everybody that's like mourning him who didn't know him. You know what I mean? One day, as a species, we'll get past this cancer shit. But today ain't the day, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, rest in peace, Chadwick, uh, and much love to his family, yeah. um, and to everyone out there who's like struggling with it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, stop taking pictures of your kids crying, telling them, and then watch take pictures of them crying. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm real live and let live. Yeah. You know, but yeah, some of y'all are like, <laughs> it looks like people are going, yo, Black Panther died. And like the kids are like, what? They're like, or, or, or it's either one of two things. It's like, yo, Black Panther died. What? And people take pictures of the kid or it's like all right we're gonna set up all the little toys yeah. <laughs> and then we're gonna do like a little food it, it's it's just it's a little odd it's a little yeah, odd. yeah, yeah. you know um, I'm, I'm not the type person who um you know it's like you don't do this or you don't do that yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it look it look a, a little weird that y'all yeah. are doing that yeah it's some of it seems like it's for internet clout right um, right but yeah, but we you can know, mourn um, how you mourn. Hop into a break. You want to talk about this uh, Wu Tang thing? Like, like, yeah. Take a break. Talk about the Wu thing real quick, and then go into new music. New music, yeah, it works. Word. If I could be you, and you could be me for just one hour, if you could find a way to get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. What do explorers, an army officer, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole, but only one of them made it. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and host of the new podcast, The Quest for the North Pole, which dives into the centuries-long race to explore the Arctic, find the Northwest Passage, and conquer the top of the world. With a cast of daring adventurers and some pretty determined amateurs, the race to the pole reveals the human desire to solve mysteries of geography and the soul. We'll look at the important Arctic expeditions that filled the blank spaces on the map and recognize how indigenous people made them successful. We'll examine what pushed explorers to venture ever farther into the unknown and uncharted and how the climate crisis is changing the Arctic today. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom, right back at it, moving quick. Um, so apparently you, you added this to the doc, and I think I saw something about it. They're making a film about the Lost uh, Wu album debacle. Is that what it, what this shit is about? Yeah, it's about that Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, the the joint that was sold to Martin Shireki or whatever, however you say <laughs> that, that sucker name. Yeah, yeah. You're not pronouncing um, your name right, B. Yeah. Uh he uh it's a basically a documentary, uh Netflix, I guess, optioned it. Um Ooh. to do first of all, if you look through Netflix right now, I, I think the RZA is like partially programming it because there's like a million Kung Fu flicks that are like Shaolin in the name right now. Uh, I'ma say this, I'm gonna edit it out. You know that. Yeah. Taking over, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn! Oh. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, apparently it's a it's going to be um, a documentary about that, which is essentially just like a Silver Rings like compilation album, right? Yeah, from um, somebody, and I hope this person who wrote this article um, and did all of this research. I hope I can't remember the person's name, but I hope that they bring this person on as a consultant for this fucking show. Um, I think some, I think it started as a Reddit thread that somebody like wrote about, but apparently silver rings had been working for years, buying verses from every member of the clan. Yes. They did not know. They thought that it was going to be used for a silver rings album. They charged him silver rings rates. Yeah. Meth, meth has spoken out about this. I think Ghost, Ghost has, has also. I've seen the Ghost talk about it, yeah. You know what I mean? So he's like, they're like, all right, whatever. You give me, you know, whatever money, and I'll I'll knock out a 16 for a Silver Rings verse. He put this whole thing together, hollered at RZA, and was like, all right, boom, this is going to be uh, this going to be a, a woo album. So from what I understood, they came up with this whole idea that this was a lost woo album that had been made over the years, but really it was created under the initial uh, premise that it was a Silver Rings compilation album, yeah. so to speak, like how Marley used to do with the Juice Crew. He would make you know, Craig G song over here. He got, you know, Shantae and Shan over here. You know what I mean? So it wasn't created as a woo record it was the narrative was kind of sold to the public that it was a wu-tang a lost wu-tang record and people were going crazy about it and then they they decided not to release it that they were going to put it in a museum and you would have to go to the museum to hear the record so it was crazy every wu head that i know shout out to my man steve was not down with the program. They like, wait, y'all going y'all not gonna put this shit out? Y'all just going have it in museums? It's like classist in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was it was just a whole weird thing. And then Martin Screlly, they put it up for auction. Martin Screlly bought the shit, uh, however you say this nigga name. Uh he bought it. You know, there was like a clause written in that the woo could steal it back. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't it like with Bill I, Murray? Yeah, I was about to say, isn't it like a, uh, like, Ghostface say, like, yo, he's going to hire Bill Murray to, like, steal it back or some shit? Like, wow. Yeah, they said that apparently, like, that, that was, like, a clause in, like, the the contract to, like, transfer the sale that the Woo had the right to, like, steal it back. It was just, it was all, like, really strange. You know what I mean? I love that they're doing a documentary about it. I hope it's not like a fluff piece documentary. Yeah, I hope yeah. it's like a real actual what actually happened. Yeah, if they need an editor, I'll edit that documentary for them. <laughs> right. Um, right. <laughs> uh no, I uh I'm interested to see. I want it I want it to be like Fire Festival. Right. For like lost rap albums. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like his it's like whatever the one that was on Hulu because I think that was the better one in my opinion because mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't the one that was made by one of the companies that was fucking uh, <laughs> right part of the fire festival. Um, so yeah, I I I would love for it to be like that because I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see it. I think this could be uh, especially if they can get act like. 
if like Wu members agree to be a part of it and talk about it. Because mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of them don't like the whole aspect that it was like essentially like a scam from Silver Rings. Right. So, um, yeah, bring them in to talk about that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to get all that. Like, I, I'm hoping it is a independent piece and not like from one direction, essentially. Like, you right. know what I mean? Right. I understand shit will be biased. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that human beings can be generally like unbiased no. or at least totally unbiased. But, you know, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't want it to be a fluff piece. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think you can, you know, everything is slanted. You know, from whoever creates it, yeah. Uh, and you know, no, working on a documentary, I can tell you that it you can you can make the story how you want it to to look with, mm-hmm. by what you choose, the uh, whatever you choose, yeah, um, visually, and then you know you write the story around it. Um, so there's definitely ways to manipulate and slant things, but. Um, I would like it just to be from like a somewhat independent area. That way, you're not like you say getting a fluff piece about like the Silver Rings album, right? So, right. Um, also, fuck you know, fuck the farmer, bro. He paid a million dollars for a Silver Rings album. Uh, <laughs> he would. He looked like a fucking Silver Rings fan. <laughs> this nigga out of here. Um, yeah, I guess we could start uh, talking about new music for the week, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I listened to the new Locks album. Where? Living Off Experience. Yeah, I, I only got a couple. I only listened to a couple of tracks off it. I ain't listened to the whole thing yet. It's pretty solid. I, you know, they, what, they struggle sometimes. Yeah, what I found is beat-wise from the stuff that I heard, um, it was it was a lot better than other stuff I've heard from them. Yeah, that's all. You know, I won't say that's all it is. In the case of the Locks, that's really all you need Cause like the three of them are great, yeah. You know what exactly. I mean. And it's interesting to me listening to this shit. Um, when the locks came out, it was almost universally said that Sheik was like the weakest member, right? Yeah, yeah. Sheik on this album is killing it, but really for the last few years, Sheik has been like, you know, like really yeah. elevating his shit. Like I, it really is at the point now. Where I really, I love, you know, all three of them in their own unique ways. It's at the point now where, like, I'm waiting for Sheik to come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's a weak link in them. Right. Right. Uh, I think Sheik has definitely gotten better. I think that, like, listen, I'll be honest with you. I've said this before on the podcast. For their each one's first solo record, Sheik's, I think, Walking With Garou, uh, I forget what it's called, like, Silverback Gorilla or some shit like that. Whatever Sheik's first record is, is the best in the best uh, solo album from them. Mm. As far as like their first solo record, first run, yeah, yeah. Because uh, and I think part of it was because there was an expectation, like you know what I mean. Right. Like right. you know, course Kiss shit was like, yo, this is really important, and there was an investment to be like, yo, this needs to be commercially viable. So, like, they were like, yo, let's get Bone Crusher on a track. Right. And, you know what I mean? Like, yo, this, uh, you know, we need this to sound like a ludicrous record. So, like, you, you know what I mean? So, like, there was all these different things. Yo, you got to have a, a commercial single. You got to do this. Yeah. Kiss um, was trying to make them party records. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how you get Knock Yourself Out, which I love. But, like. Knock Yourself Out is the shit. 
you know, that's how you get those records where like Sheik was like, yo, I'm just going to give like go do raw music. You yeah. Know what I mean, um, he's shining on this shit. All of them yeah. are like they're. Yeah. I'll, I'll like at this point, you know, um, hip hop always has like the age thing to contend with. People oh, we hear locks. I'll listen to these motherfuckers. Yeah. They pens are crazy. They have crazy uh, presence on the mic. You're never like bored listening to them. Like mm-hmm. this shit is dope. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's you some tracks styles like, throwing in the styles throwing in a juice reference. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, come on, dog. Styles be on Twitter cussing niggas out and telling them to drink juice and water <laughs> and build their immune system. Like, how do you not love that? Yeah. You know what I mean? That shit, man. This shit. They're like killing this shit. It comes right out the gate. It's the first fucking song. Um, uh, gave it to him. Yeah, that shit is hard. The song uh, "Thick of the Locks" with um, Westside Gun is on the hook and Benny is on it. Fucking that song is unbelievable. Large Pro on the beat. Yo, Large Pro, real shit. And I, I can't wait for somebody to interview him about this. I swear, Large Pro pulled out an old beat. From like ninety four <laughs> out the SP twelve hundred, it gave it to these niggas. Like they, he ain't make that beat on no computer. <laughs> you know what I mean? He pulled some old shit. He pulled an old floppy disk out and made that shit. And it's like hard as nails. Yeah, and I like Westside just coming in doing the hook. This shit is is fucking ill. Yeah, it's a really what I heard. I heard like five songs off of it. Yeah. The production is so much better than I've heard in the last couple of joints that they used. Um, they also had like the songs that I heard. They didn't go get like their homie who can sing slightly <laughs> to do hooks. Well, the hook, yeah. Um, you know they they really this was like a really good put together record from what I heard so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish listening to it this week. I just didn't get a chance. Like had a bunch of shit going on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I didn't get a chance to really sit with it. Um. I like the joint with X too. I heard right. that record too, so I like to join right. with X. Although, like, is it just me? X voice sounds a little different, right? It does. It it sounds, um, to me on this record, it sounded like it's more closer to his speaking voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scratchier. Yeah. It's a scratchier voice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it it did sound different. I had to listen again to really hone in. But yeah, I noticed that too. Like it jumped out at me. I like, X yeah. sound different on this joint. But you know, motherfucker been making records. Yeah, it was like when I first that. heard Beans, like recently, like mm. you know what I mean. I was just like, "Wow, his voice is like really different." Did um, Beans' voice come back fully? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Some, y'all niggas get Beans on a record. I want to hear what Beans sound like now. Yeah, yeah. Because he was whispering at one point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lung, uh, somebody mm-hmm. shot him. He lost a, a part of his lung or some shit. Yeah, so I think he was like learning to, to breathe. You know, listen, man, fucking rapping is really hard on your breath, yo. Mm-hmm. Shit, for real. Um, uh, I listened to. Hold on, I'm pulling it up because I want to get this song title right. Mm-hmm. Um, I checked out um this artist named Briggs. I brought him up a while back. Um, he's an indigenous artist from Australia. Mm-hmm. It's a rapper from Australia. Um. He uh, he's actually like a, he wrote he's a writer too like a comedic writer he wrote on this I think it's called Disenchanted that mo- that that from Matt Groening on mm-hmm. uh, Netflix he was a writer on that um, 
uh, album, well, EP. It's called Always Was. Um, really dope. I really dig it. Um, the joint Extra Extra, which is the one I talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a track called Go to War uh, featuring Thelma Plum. That's real dope. That's Money is really dope. Um, and this song like might be might replace the being kicked in <laughs> as my morning joint. Yeah. Uh it's called Good Morning. And it it's one of those joints. Remember the was it Chocolicious joint? Was that who was the uh uh what's the name of that song? If uh make you feel that way. Feel that way. Oh yeah. Uh, Blackalicious. Blackalicious, yeah. This kind of has that same vibe. Mm. as that song like it kind of feels good to listen to it and it's like makes you like you know want to get up into like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. this track is really like that i really 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 love good morning um and you know on my mornings when i don't want to make it feel like the bean kicked in i think i'm gonna uh (laughs) listen to this instead right um but yeah i would definitely say check this out uh um always was by briggs um the first couple of tracks, Apollo and Socks Hat, you his accent is like like pretty heavy, like his Australian accent. Mm-hmm. Um I listen to like three people from Australia twice a week, if not more. So I'm like on podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm super used to the accent you at this point. It, yeah. it does it yeah, like my ear is fine for it. I could see how people be like, Yo, it's hard to listen to this accent. Like I said, my kids won't even listen to grind rappers, so mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I really, really, really dig this dude. Um, and I want to listen to more of his stuff. And uh, so I definitely suggest checking out uh, Always Was by Briggs. Um, Living Off Experience by The Locks uh, is a really good record, too. So you definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't really talk about records we don't like on here. Right. Um, right. That's why That's why we're not talking about No Ceilings from um, Little Wayne. Um <laughs> Nah, I didn't even listen. I didn't even listen to it. I'm, I'm bullshitting. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, so some good music this week. Um, yeah. While you're, uh, you know, listening to this podcast in Apple Podcast app, you can rate and review us right there. Yeah. Um, it's really simple. Uh, give us five stars. We need some more reviews. It helps us out. Um, if not, just tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, you can find the podcast at Serious Rap Shit on Instagram and Twitter. You're John the Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I am Josh. I'm not Josh anything. Uh, I'm Indy underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter. Um, that's I-N-D-I underscore SRS. Um, we have the Abolish Ice hoodies and t-shirts available on Incense Trap and Yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, part of shout the proceeds out. yes shout out to Instant Strap and Yoga part of the proceeds go to helping migrant families separated at the border um, anything else um, no thank y'all for uh, rocking with us as always rest in peace to Chadwick Bozeman. and yes. now I think we're out yeah I think we're out of here peace peace Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. 
If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on 98.7 WMZQ in Washington, D.C., or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app.